Hi, everybody. Welcome to I Have No Idea What I'm Doing. I'm your host, Mackenzie. And on this episode, we're going to be talking about this podcast, how it came to be, and endings and new beginnings, and how I'm kind of dealing with that, how you should kind of be dealing with that, all wrapped into one. So let's go ahead and get started. How this podcast came to be. So I have no idea what I'm doing started because a couple months ago, March 1st, I turned 25 years old and I'm a big planner. I used to be a lot more spontaneous, but just because of a lot of struggles in my life, I'm so anal about planning everything now. I It, it helps my anxiety. It causes me anxiety. But what ended up happening is this plan that I had recultivated over the years after going through some pretty traumatic things the last two years and working on healing from those things, I had this plan and it got flipped on its head, as plans typically do. And I I like to think of myself as a resilient person, but it was like everything was like failing. My relationship wasn't going well. My my work wasn't going well. And I just had no idea what I was doing. I'm 25 years old and I, and I looked at myself and I said, I have nothing. There's nothing that I have that's mine, that's happy. I don't, I don't have a family. I don't have a relationship. I don't have a job. I don't have a career. I don't have anything that makes me really, really happy. And I felt like I was supposed to have something because you look around and you see people with kids and, and, or they are getting promotions and they're doing well in life. And I don't typically compare myself to other people, but that's what was happening. And I started freaking out. Basically, I'm calling it my quarter life crisis. And I said to myself, you know, what the heck is going on? I don't know what I'm doing. I don't, what am, I'm just going to lay here. I'm just going to take a nap. I'm the queen of, I'm just going to take a nap. And so this podcast is a way of me, for me to kind of make sense out of all of the things that I don't know that I'm, if I'm doing correctly, if I'm doing the right thing at all. And I hope that someone out there gets, can relate to what I'm talking about. I hope that My friends will join me on a couple of different sessions. Sometimes it'll just be me solo, but I hope you guys enjoy it. And I really, really hope that it it reaches someone at some point uh, that also has no idea what they're doing. So maybe you feel a little bit less anxious about it, about not having everything always together. So that's the backstory. (laughs) All right, let's move into today's episode. So on today's episode, we're going to be talking about endings and new beginnings. So recently, I've had a lot of things in my life just ending. And for me, I don't like change inherently. It has to do with my borderline personality disorder. It's really, really hard for me to go through change. And it's even hard when that change is something ending, you know. And so for me, that was I lost Oh, I went through a lot of changes in my friendships. You know, I had a a friendship that I had for years just end. I had some friendships that I've now had to reevaluate how I deal with those people because of that friendship and just how, what it brought to me and what I, what I realized about what I didn't like about that friendship, the aspects of that. Then I had to deal with 
the fact that my relationship was coming into an end, um, a relationship that was a surprise to me in the first place, but that had turned into something so wonderful and so beautiful. And the ending of it, it really has just been ugly and pretty nasty. And that has to do with my resistance to it ending, but also a lot of mistakes made by that person, which then affected me. And if you know me, you know, I try to pre-plan everything and I, I really try hard. I've been in therapy for a long time to communicate effectively. And in that situation with that particular relationship, it's just been a matter of a person who did not communicate well with me. And so that relationship has, you know, reached it where it's going to be. It's going to end up ending. And that's been really, really hard for me. I've been struggling mentally with what that means. What does that look like? And I, even as much as I tell myself, you know, you have to accept change sometimes because it's going to change whether you like it or not. My body, my essence really fights against it. And that's what was happening. I have a lot of abandonment issues. And so I was really fighting against those endings. Why does everybody have to leave? I really thought about that a lot. And honestly, it's been, why does everybody have to leave me? And that's not the part that I wanted to say out loud for a while, but that's really what it was. Why does everybody want to leave me? Is there something wrong with me? Is it always my fault? Is, is it something I'm doing? Because I was taught to look at myself as the problem first before it was anybody else's problem. And that's really unhealthy. Something I've been talking about with my therapist, while we want to have accountability for ourselves and for our our actions, we don't necessarily want to blame ourselves. Blame versus accountability is a big thing that they teach you with um, in regards to cognitive behavioral therapy and CBT, if you're familiar with that. And because blaming someone is just saying you did this wrong, but accountability, making that person accountable is not necessarily making a judgment, but saying, hey, this is what happened. Let's all be accountable for our parts. And for me, I always think that I've done something wrong. And I will always tell you what I did wrong first. And I've really been working on that lately because as my therapist said, it's not healthy. It's something that you learned in your childhood that wasn't and isn't positive. And that's so often what happens is us throughout life, we sit there and we blame ourselves for things that are really not our fault. So, you know, I've been, I've been really working on, on that issue in terms of endings and trying to work on my meditation. I use the Calm app and they've got this wonder, these wonderful series that you can kind of go through as you meditate. And and that helps. And I just want people to understand that If you struggle with endings, don't let anyone tell you that, well, you have to accept change. That's like one of the worst things someone, I hate when people talk to me and try to like give me advice on my disorder. And I'm like, what? (laughs) You are not a licensed therapist. Please stop. Um, Especially when I'm like beating myself up already. I don't need you to beat me up even more so. That's not helping me. That's not helping. I had uh, my friendship end because that person... I felt was being really nasty towards me and didn't care about my feelings. 
regardless of, you know, if it was a lack of communication, because most arguments in relationships, any kind of relationship have to do with the fact that people are miscommunicating. So in that instance, I took a step back and said, maybe it was just a miscommunication and then reached out to that person. And of course, I, you know, I let them know if it was, it's not a big deal. I don't even need a sorry. I just want you to know that what you said kind of hurt my feelings. And then that person kind of was like, well, fuck you. (laughs) I'm going to say what I want to say. And if you don't like it, get over it. And I don't, I don't need those kind of people in my life, quite frankly. Like I, I, those kind of people are really negative. And sometimes it's not you telling it like it is. Okay. If you know your friend is sensitive in particular, don't like just care enough about that person to be thoughtful in the way that you speak to them and how you speak to them about things, which first of all, weren't any of your business in the first place to really comment on like that. But you know, you talk to your friends about, about things and you want their opinions, but you don't want them to necessarily be negative. You can have criticism, but that doesn't mean you have to be nasty. And so that friendship lasted for me for a long time and it was really, really hard to see it go. And in the area that I live, I don't have a ton of friends that I hang out with on a regular basis. A lot of my really, really good best friends um, live farther out in Virginia. They're not directly in the area, so it takes a little bit more planning to be around them. And we've been in a freaking pandemic for the last year. So (laughs) connecting with people and meeting new people has been pretty difficult, especially when you're trying to meet new friends. So I think... A good portion of that, me having those issues with the endings, is that I felt very alone. And with my relationship, I I was cling, I started clinging to that more, even though that wasn't healthy. And I will point out that's not the cause of the end of that relationship, but it was a side effect. Um, And I, you know, I said, well, I have, I really don't have a lot of friends right now. I'm going to cling to this person, even though I know that things are changing and I'm, I, I'm not going to let it go. So I'm, I'm trying to work with that. I'm trying to, to make it a little easier to take my claws out of something and know that people aren't necessarily abandoning you. Sometimes friendships just change. Sometimes friendships end naturally. People become different. One person may stay the same and the other person may change and your needs change. And all of those things are perfectly fine. It's perfectly healthy. It's perfectly normal. You're not going crazy. It's not your fault. Things just change. And sometimes change is bad. I will say that. And a lot of the times I focus on, oh God, this is so awful. I'm so lonely. But at the end of the day, I have to keep reminding myself that that friendship that I lost was quite frankly for the best. I don't really have regrets about it. I talk about it on occasion because that's someone that I cared about deeply, but I was in an abusive relationship for a while. And if that taught me anything, it, it it has allowed me to let people go a little bit easier than I would have in the past. Um, And in another episode, I'll talk about familial relationships. Um, I definitely can't get into my familial issues all in this episode, along with all of the other things. But, you know, it's super important to be aware that it's not your fault. Not everything's your fault. And 
and that's okay. So <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. Well, we're going to take a short break. And when we come back, we'll talk about new beginnings. All right. Thank you. Hey, everybody. So the shameless plug for this week goes out to more desserts. Check him out on Instagram at more desserts. I'll be sure to tag him in the description and on Instagram. Uh, This is a wonderful black owned business and the treats are so delicious. I had this fantastic mini cheese pineapple cheesecake. Check him out. It's fantastic. Hey everybody, we're back and we're continuing on with talking about new beginnings. So this is the fun part. (laughs) After having two really bad job experiences at the beginning of the year, the first one because I was rushing to get out from my job that I had at the end of last year, um, and I ended up in two really bad situations. The people were definitely being racist (laughs) and more than one front. It was was pretty bad. But the bright side is that I was able to find a great new job. And this time I was able to take my time because thanks to the stimulus checks. Thank you very much. Um, Joe Biden and Kamala. Um, You know, it, it was really, it was really fantastic for me to be able to just take a temp job that ended up turning into my permanent position that I technically officially start on Monday. So really happy to be having that new paycheck <laughs> also coming in soon. Um, and so new beginnings, the, the really crappy thing about endings is that they usually hurt, but new beginnings are often like hidden in between that ending. And so you don't even know it's a beginning until you're kind of like halfway into it. And you're like, wait a minute, this kind of feels good. You know, it kind of feels fresh. It kind of feels new. It's really once you've accepted the fact that the change is happening, that you're like, okay, new beginning. So for me, like it's spring. Okay. And it's, it's pretty crappy in the sense that I have seasonal as, uh, seasonal asthma now, which I had no idea that I had before. And now I have to have two inhalers and do all of these nasal saline rinses. And I have to take two different pills because I have seasonal asthma. But on the bright side, I get a new job. <laughs> and for me, what that means is I can now afford to do a lot of the things that one, because of COVID, we weren't able to do. And two, because I just didn't make enough money. I love to travel. I took my first international trip two years ago. I took my sister, as I'd like to remind her, I took her to Paris, Paris, France. And I, I've always had a love affair with Paris because I, I speak French. I've studied it for years. I may speak French on this podcast. And if something isn't pronounced correctly, too bad. Um, You know, it's hard when you're not speaking it every day. But I love it. I loved the city. I thought it was beautiful. I had a little bit of that, like, buyer's remorse, only in the sense that, um, you know, I think I was just trying to do too much in Paris. So whenever I do go back, I'm going to take it more leisurely, definitely. Um, I definitely want to go see Versailles. But this year, I've actually got um, a trip planned for Disney World in June. And yes, I'm taking my sister because I don't like to travel alone. And what that what that means for me is it's a little bit more expensive. But until I find me a nice, consistent travel buddy, I take her with me places. Um, and I don't have children. I'd say the only child I have is my cat, Maxine. 
and she's pretty self-sufficient and my, you know, she hangs out with my roommate now more than I do. Um, so, you know, other than her, I've got my niece, Rhea, who I love very, very much, but I get to send her home. And so the good thing about not having kids young is, is that you can spend your money on yourself and things that you want to spend it on. And for me, that is my trips. I'm spending the money on my vacations. Um, I definitely feel as if that that's money well spent. I'm considering a trip to Hawaii at the end of this year. So if anyone's got any Hawaii trips, please like let me know. Um, Hawaii tips, please let me know. I definitely want to probably do the big island. And I'm also, on the other hand, because I'll probably have to go alone unless I figure out if I want to take one of my siblings with me. I'll and might potentially do like a Disney cruise. So I'm super against cruises because they're really bad for the environment. And people are always getting sick on those things. Like the neurovirus, forget COVID, like neurovirus is always happening on those things. But I trust Disney and it should be family friendly. So if I don't end up going to Hawaii, then I'm just going to book a cruise for Disney. And if you see me sailing around, mind your business. <laughs> um. You know, but like I said, new beginnings can can mean so many new things. I've got this podcast that I'm doing for as my new hobby. I go through hobbies pretty often, but I think this one will be consistent. I started painting uh, a couple months ago to kind of deal with a lot of the stresses I was having, but I haven't picked up that paintbrush in the last like month and a half, mind you. Uh, so I maybe need to go back to that since I've invested a lot of money into it. Uh, you know, and that's the funny thing about hobbies is that they're supposed to be hobbies. They're not supposed to be something that you necessarily gain monetary value from. People are always trying to make you make money from your hobbies. I love to write. So I write poetry, but I stopped writing for a long time because it stopped being an outlet when people wanted me to monetize it. And I'm like, well, now I'm being forced to write. And one of the reasons the poetry that I used to write uh, was so good was because I was literally being so traumatized by everything and I needed an, a, a healthy outlet. And for me, poetry, I mean, some of the old poems I wrote are so beautiful, but they are so sad. A lot of the times things I write about are, are unrequited love, which if you don't know what that means, it means that you love someone and they don't love you back. And that's really been <laughs> the story of my life the last few years. Um, but do not cry for me, dear ones, because I said, as I said, that just leaves me free to kind of figure out what I want and what I want to do. And at some point, I'll definitely do a podcast on relationships and, and being alone because I am alone. <laughs> and what that means. Um, but I, I don't plan to have this turn into my single cat lady sort of podcast thing. So don't worry about it about that, about that happening. So, you know, I want to talk, like I said, a little bit more about, about new beginnings. You know, I would, I feel like sometimes people expect new beginnings to feel fresh and new. And for me, my new beginning with, with my job is really a continuation of the temp portion of what I was doing. And so it, I don't know if it necessarily feels as fresh, but I know that good, it's really more like hopeful. I feel hopeful. And that's what new beginnings are supposed to be. They're supposed to be hopeful. It's not necessarily, I know what's going to happen, but you know, the fact that I'm going to be getting more money 
and more stability is so important to me that I, I definitely wanted to make sure that like, you know, that I internalize that. I'm a definitely like a doomsday prepper. <laughs> so like I, like I plan 50 steps ahead and I have to stick to the plan because sometimes stuff happens and I'm like, well, it's okay. Cause I had a backup plan for that. But, and I think that's why I feel so good about like having the hope aspect of a new beginning because it just gives me something to not feel doom about. I'm really, really, really working on in therapy, not waiting for the other shoe to drop and just enjoying the moment. It's not ever going to be possible for me to always be like that because of my anxiety, because of my borderline personality disorder, because of the trauma that I've experienced. But it, it's really just about trying to enjoy because I looked at my life and I said, nothing makes me happy. And I really don't enjoy things for very long. I'm always waiting for something to mess up. And that is no way to live your life. It's, it's very unhealthy. It's very stressful. You don't want to live your life in a, in a way that where you feel as if there's nothing you're doing right. There's no, like this moment is not going to last. It's hard for me to do vacations too. Like that's why I'm always taking pictures when I go places because I have to keep living in that moment and remind, like I can't live in that moment then. I have to like later on go back to that when I'm searching for moments of happiness. Um, You know, and, and so that, that, that can be really stressful. So anybody else, you know, feel free to reach out if you're also kind of feeling that way about life in general, if you're feeling like, wow, um, I just knocked my mic slightly over. <laughs> like something is not going to go perfectly. And, and cause that can be a lot, it can be pretty, pretty stressful, you know? And so if there's anything that I hope anyone gains from this week's episode, it's that endings can be, and are oftentimes painful especially if you have a natural resistance to change because historically for you, like for myself, change hasn't been good. But in that ending, there is so often a new beginning. There's so often something, if we're going to think of it as it being bad and something dying, well, then let's think of what comes after that. You know, and not to be all mother nature and mother earthy and all those things, but literally when a when when an animal dies, it fertilizes the ground and something new grows there. Unless you're in the desert. And it's just, I mean, you might be dinner for somebody, which is <laughs> which is good, but I don't think you're growing any trees out there. Um, but you get the metaphor. You understand the metaphor. <laughs> so I hope that, that that message really resonates with whoever's listening, you know, and feel free to reach out if you want to talk about that. So I'm going to end this week with um, a mindfulness, mindfulness message from American novelist Louis Lamour. There will come a time when you believe everything is finished. That will be the beginning. And as I've talked about it's been so hard these last couple of months, really. Everything has been ending, but so many good things have been happening to me lately. And every time, honestly, that I think that 
God, I can't take anymore. God's like, uh, let me give you something to help you hold on. And, and, and I don't mean that necessarily just in a religious way. I, I think that I really resonate with this quote because sometimes good things happen when you're literally just at the end of your rope. So I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. I hope to have some guests on soon and, and chit chat and you guys can hear my cackling with friends. <laughs> um, and I hope you to see you again and tune in soon. So thank you and have a good day, everybody.